Saving the Second Amendment, one episode at a time. This is the Gun Guy TV Podcast. Hi, I'm Joel Persinger. I'm the Gun Guy. Thank you very much for all of your support of Gun Guy TV and for listening to the Gun Guy TV Firearms Podcast. I am incredibly grateful. We're going to talk to Steve Lemonov of ATN. Now, ATN, as you may or may not know, is a major manufacturer of see-in-the-dark type optics, either thermal optics or night vision. And frankly, before this interview, I could not have explained the difference between the two or where one would be used or the other. I I was quite uh, the neophyte. I would say I still am, honestly. But Steve was kind enough to explain a lot of that, as well as the different kinds of optics they now make and what they have planned for the future. This interview took uh, place in the press room at SHOT Show 2023. It is one of the several interviews I'm going to be posting here as a podcast just for you. So hopefully you will enjoy that. I do want you to know that obviously... This is a volunteer effort on my part, and everyone who helps me, including my son and uh, Pete E., who is my producer, we're all volunteers. Nobody's getting paid. So it does cost more than it makes to produce the podcast and to do the Gun Guy TV thing. I know people get bored of my saying that, but the truth is it costs money. So if you'd like to support us, you can do that a couple of different ways. One, if you're in California, you could come take a class with us at Practical Defense Systems. That's the company I own. And that's where I actually make a living. I will put a link in the description. There are classes for security guards, obviously, but we also do firearms classes and uh, concealed carry courses and a whole bunch of simulator courses with a law enforcement simulator called a Milo in our office in Mission Valley. So if you're in San Diego County, that's a great place to go. Or if you like, you can always join Gun Guy TV crew. That's an exclusive place where you get exclusive content. You can't get anywhere else. And it helps promote Gun Guy TV at the same time. You can go to GunGuyTVCrew.com. There is also a link in the description. Okay, sorry for the long-winded commercial. I apologize. Just trying to keep the thing going and keep the lights on. Let's go talk to Steve of ATN. Well, Steve, I forgot. What is your last name? I promise you. Lemonov. Lemonov. Okay. Yes. Now, I was born in Ukraine originally. Were you really? Yeah. Yeah, how wonderful is that? Aren't you glad you're not there today? Absolutely. <laughs> do, do you still have family in Ukraine? Yeah, I do. Yeah, are they okay? They are. Okay, I'm glad. That's Thank a good you. thing. That's a good thing. Well, I'm glad that you are here. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, I know that there's a person here who shall remain nameless, but he really likes the idea of optics that see some in the somewhat darkness. Mm-hmm. That'd be this guy, Pete. So he was. Really excited about that. We get him a water by any chance? He was really excited about. Oh, you're good to go. Okay, was really excited about having you come on the show and talk with you. And I'm very excited about having you come on the show. And I would like you to do that on a regular basis so we can talk about what you do. I would love that. That would be great. And so you've met Pete Elmore, who's my producer and my personal friend. And uh, Pete, are you a night vision aficionado? Uh, Yeah, I have. uh, Okay, so full time, I'm a pilot. And we have, uh, on my airplane, we have a cryo-cooled IR camera. So a cold system. Yeah, that allows us to to see uh, uh, its focus sub-two micron for the IR stuff. And I actually have an IR camera that uh, that attaches on my phone sure. that will allow me from FLIR to see around. Oh, it. FLIR 1? 
Yeah. Also, yeah, Seek so. makes one. There's, yeah, a, there's, there's a few models out yeah, there. Yeah, right, right. Fluke. Yeah. So, and, and then I, uh, I've done some consulting for airports and had a couple of airports put in some of the flare uh, IR cameras when they're looking at the runway because they can see the runway and get a temperature sensor of the runway so they can see when they're about to become subject to icing. Right. Because the concrete temperature or asphalt temperature is never, ever Consistent? Well, it's related to the air temperature. Right. Right. And also, it helps with fog, right? Because uh, thermal sees through right. fog. Right. Right. To, 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 to a really good extent, depending yeah. on dry versus damp and how dense and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. so yeah, no, this is so that taking this and moving it to my, uh, my fun toys mm-hmm. is just a natural thing for me. Absolutely. And then you've met my son, I think. This is my son, Nick. Nick Hi. is a. Uh, to put it mildly, I am proud of Nick. That's got to be the understatement of the century. I'm going to stop saying that to him because his head's going to get fatter and fatter and fatter if I do. Well, it's so great when do the it. father can be proud of their son, right? I am very proud of him. Well, I my, am. you know, I, would, I actually had a really small head, but he's been talking about me a lot. So it's it's just, now I'm actually yeah, my body. Kind of like a, now it fits his body. So yeah. he, was a, okay. he was a pinhead when we got here. <laughs> yeah. he's, a, he's also the father of my granddaughter, so I got to <laughs> treat him right so I can spend yeah. time with my granddaughter. Otherwise, Absolutely. he's liable to say, "Forget you, pal." You said, "No, I didn't." You know, it's really funny. So, no lie. Like before we came before we came to Shot Show, my buddy was just raving about ATR. He was like, "Dude, I'm I'm all about buying. I'm gonna I got my rifle all set up. I'm uh, I'm looking at which one to get." And he's like, "You gotta check out their booth." So I was I rem- and I I lost the name because we had such a crazy uh, a- ATN. Yeah. Oh, ATN. Sorry. ATN. Yeah. And we had a crazy. You lost it again. See, you know but that's look, okay. You found it. It's no all right. Sleep, <laughs> no sleep. No sleep. Trying to travel out here. It's letting, you, letting your dad he, sleep late while you got up early. Right. right. So yeah. he <laughs> – Shot show is tough. It, it really takes a toll on you. you oh, got to hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. We've done it 15 – this is our 15th year. It's just yeah. nuts. This is my nuts. 14th. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad I beat you at something. Well, you <laughs> got me on age too. I did? I'm Ooh. old? <laughs> He's pretty good at yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> Zap. Like that I magic like guy. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, he. I I was meaning to come by anyway. And then so, you know, we saw it, and then I get to see these uh, – because he's just was raving about the night vision, and I, right. You know, this guy's a well, shot. Other, this guy's a shotgunner. So mm-hmm. because we he competed for a while, and we hunt birds, and so if it flies, it dies, and we eat it. Nice. And uh, night vision optics for my. Shotgun. And I'm thinking, how do you get night vision optics for your for your upland game gun? Twenty yeah. gauge. Sure. It's a pheasant. Twenty gauge. All right. I hey, can do it for that. The other thing is, is, I'm a tech geek. Okay, I I have got tech everywhere i love tech on my airplanes i love tech in my house i've got tech you know tech everywhere and you guys did something uh with this that it's setting up these scopes even the non-ir ones which is just like makes so much sense all of the problems that you have with an optical scope go away yep and when it comes to things like instruction where the instructor can sit here with an iPad and see what you're seeing while you're seeing it and going, no, 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 no. There you go. There it, you go. it is a fantastic training tool. Yeah. I, I love that tool. I, I use it with my kids when I, uh, I kind of coach them uh, uh, with air rifles in the backyard. I could uh, power my scope on, see what my son is uh, seeing, kind of instruct them on the breathing, on the trigger uh, yeah. squeeze. And so it's, wow. yeah. it's uh, I mean, I'd love to. 
I'd love to uh, go back and have some of the instructors that I've worked with in the past work with them now on the ultra long range stuff, the you know the mile plus stuff, mm-hmm. and 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 get better at that. So you know, something like that is was is brilliant. Now, so, so you, you so you brought some toys with you. What did right. you bring? Well, I brought to us uh, to this event um, our latest generation five platform, uh, we, which we're launching at Shot Show this year. It's a totally brand new platform. So last few years, we've used our Obsidian 4 platform, which had only a dual core processor. We've upgraded the system completely. Now it's a quad core. So more processing power, uh, more efficient, faster, more powerful. Um, New features are now available in these systems. Uh, We've slimmed down uh, the size of the product also um, as we get better in the manufacturing process and design elements because we do everything in-house, right? We have our own electrical engineers, optical engineers, our own programmers, our own software developers. Um, We source uh, best-of-breed sensors, um, electronics, components, and we have them assembled and and produced for us. So at SHOT, we launched uh, this, this week. Uh, our new generation of thermal weapon sites, digital day-night sites, and an upgraded for, uh, model, which we've had before, and our customers loved this um, small ergonomic lightweight thermal weapon oh, site, yeah, sure. but it didn't have video record capability, so we listened to our customers, and we added that in there, and oh. now we're also offering uh, an additional sensors, sensor options in that model. So we, before, we only had... 160 and 320 resolution, and now 640 is available in this as well. Wow. And we're going to wow. be introducing retail-wise uh, sub-$3,000 for a 640, which is wow. really putting pressure down on the industry and making sure that others are honest and uh, giving the best value to the consumer mar- consumers as possible. Now, okay, so if I'm Joe American, mm-hmm. which I am, and I don't have any experience with night vision type optics at all, which I don't. So I'm just going to ask the, you know, knucklehead question. I do know the answer to this question, but I would love to hear a better explanation. So that maybe I don't. Maybe I think I know the difference, but I don't. What is the difference between between night vision and thermal imaging? It's like comparing apples to oranges, honestly. Yeah. So and and your and I guess I would say, what is the difference, and where is one ap- applicable and the other right. applicable? So thermal is great for um, detection, right? Because it could see so much farther than night vision, um, heat. Um, so it's picking up heat. It's picking up heat and thermomagnetic radiation, and um, the. Honeywell really pioneered the, in the 70s the technology, and they licensed it to a bunch of uh, manufacturers that make sensors around the world. Different manufacturers make different various sensors. Um, we use um, European sensors from Leonard, uh, which used to be EOS, but the way that thermal works is there's a thermal sensor with a core. It picks up the thermomagnetic radiation, and uh, with the electronic uh, process and algorithms, it translates the image onto a digital display producing the image right so you could see trees uh, vehicles anything everything produces uh, some kind of energy right thermomagnetic radiation so you could see a table you could see a person but people emit uh, heat because we're 98.6 degrees the thermal you know and animals also higher temperature it picks up hot objects a lot easier at night so if you would say pitch black uh, night and you're looking with thermals somewhere out there um, 
a hot target, something that's alive, will light up like a Christmas tree, basically. It's, you can see that. With night vision, depending on um, if you're using intensification tubes or CMOS, digital night vision, that we uh, have um, with CMOS, it's a lot, it's a lot more economical. And you could do a lot more things with digital nowadays, like video recording, ballistic calculator. With tr traditional night vision, because it's an analog system, it's it's been that way since, I want to say, <laughs> originally, uh, 1950s, the first Gen 1s. And even till today, the progression, the, even the Gen 3 stuff, the elite stuff from Elbit and, and um, L3 communications, uh, which bought Harris, that make high-quality Gen 3 image intensifier tubes for the U.S. military, law enforcement, and commercial markets, of course, uh, they use, uh, it's an analog system. So it's very difficult to do things like onboard video recording and other advanced things. The technology hasn't changed much in the last 20 years, per se. There's been improvements uh, in manufacturing and all those things and higher level of um, resolution, signal-to-noise, so you could see a better picture and with traditional night vision, you don't need um, an active IR source. Like starlight, moonlight will give you enough ambient natural light at night to produce an image for you, right? Uh, digital systems, they're more economical, but they're heavily dependent on an active IR source. So you have to have an uh, auxiliary infrared illuminator that projects an invisible light in a 850 milliwatt spectrum to about 940 milliwatt spectrum depending on your purposes. So 940, you can't see with your naked eye. Like, so you have an IR light and somebody's like far away and you're flashing, and, you know, and you turn it on. Um, a 940, a human eye can't see it. With, uh, with an 850, you can see a slight red glow, but you, it's, uh, you could see it much further with the system. So depending on your, wow. on your need, right? And so... CMOS technology or digital technology has progressed significantly. Like uh, the Gen 5 that we launched this week, we're using a 4K plus sensor with ambient temperature control. So we're getting resolutions 4,000 something by 3,000. It's a crazy resolution. That's and crazy. The, yeah. the new scopes uh, can actually record in real 4K, not upscaling, not an HD. Wait a minute, they, they, in real 4K? Real 4K. Wow. Anyway, I'm sorry I didn't mean to interrupt Oh, you. no, please, please, please. Any questions, I'm, uh, that's why I'm no, here. No, this is helping a lot because I'm just trying to get a handle on it. And, and, I, and you, you can't and do you those know, types of things with traditional night vision. That's only, a, you know, that use image intensification. Um, if you, let's say, turn traditional night vision or an industry called eight squared, and during the daytime, you overexpose the tube and the tube goes bad. You, you can't, uh, you won't be able to salvage it, basically. So traditional night vision, is, you only use it during nighttime, mm. right? With uh, digital night vision, you can use it both day and night because the CMOS is not um, uh, doesn't is not doesn't get damaged by sunlight or daylight, right? It, it, uh, there is a mechanism for it to switch, so you could use it both day and night. So, like this system, the X8 Five, you could you have uh, true uh, 4K resolution during the daytime with full color image, vivid, crisp images. At nighttime, you see a black and white image because there's you know not enough light to Produce, produce uh, a color image, right? Right. Yeah. Very, very. Any questions today? Kind of fun, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at it, and I have to say, I mean, I, it's hard for me to not be intimidated, just because of the lack of knowledge and understanding. But I'm looking at the buttons, and I'm looking at the technology. It, 
uh, me being, I'm not, I'm not quite a, a rock biter, but I am also, you know, I'm, I'm not exactly, I don't have a college degree either. You know, I'm sort of a, the middle what? dude. You know, honestly, they're very intuitive. If, if you know how to use a cell phone, like yeah. a smartphone, you're able to use this stuff. Oh, well, that's it, fantastic. It, it, it is that easy. We make it very intuitive. We have a graphical user interface. If you know how to press a button, menu pops up. You just select what you need to do, and it's it's as uh, as simple as pressing a button. At times it's it's very intuitive, honestly. That's so, Steve, when, when would you? So you've got a rifle, and you want to put a, 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 a right. night vision sort of night vision optic on it of some kind. Right. When would you choose, and why would you choose uh, thermal as opposed to? And, and night I apologize vision? for digressing. Yeah. So you, you asked a very good question. You know, thermal versus night vision, right? So night vision has um, great resolution, so you could recognize detail. Like um, you would be able to see your facial features much more better with night vision or digital night vision versus thermal. Thermal, you'll see an image of the person. Like my glasses, if you look at me at thermal, you, you, it'd be like a black uh, over my eyes because I wear glasses. It'll be like a black spheres because glasses and transfer heat. Mm. But you know, you'd see the beard out uh, beard outline. You'd see some things, but if let's say um, uh, people of that uh, identical size and height um, stand next to each other, with thermal, it will be very hard to distinguish between the two. With night vision, you'd be able to tell who's who. Oh, okay. Okay, so but at the same time, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Nick. Well, okay, so that works out with deer hunting because you know, like if you if you can't go for a doe, but you go for a buck, maybe with thermal at night, you'd be able to find the buck. You can't hunt a deer at night. Oh, it's I illegal. didn't know that. Well, never well there know. you go. You learned something, didn't well, you? Well, I just learned something real quick. Because uh, um, per regs, um, I don't know any state that allows hunting below certain hours. You have uh, uh, sunrise till sunset. Those are hunt, uh, legal deer hunting hours. Now, predator hunting is different. You know, like hog hunting, coyote hunting, bobcats, um, some other types of uh, uh, nuisance animals. Um, some people do like uh, farms pest control, like rats and mice. They use thermal to uh, uh, take care of, uh, you know, rodent populations on the farms, like dairy farms and all those things, um, with air guns, honestly. Uh, there's actually a lot of cool videos on That's YouTube. Cool, you, yeah. you, uh, you, could see, you could watch that stuff. Uh, visit our channel. We have a ton of cool videos on, we'll our, on, our, on our YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll do that. So if, if I'm you, – you said that thermal – so forgive me, I'm, never, I'm not a veteran, <laughs> and, uh, and I've never hunted anything at night. So with thermal, let's say there's an animal I'm looking for and it's in the bushes, I would see it with thermal where I may Depending not see it. Depending how thick the bushes are. Where I may not see it with night vision? Uh, definitely will not see it with night vision because okay. the IR would either bounce back from the bushes. Yeah. It'll kind of um, obscure. Reflect, right. Reflect, or, or, and, or you won't be able to see uh, your target. With thermal, if let's say it's light brush, you'd be able to see a heat signature behind the brush. Or if there's like other environmental conditions like haze or fog yeah. that obscure your vision with night vision, thermal will be able to see that. And that's why, uh, as uh, Pete mentioned, airports use thermal because fog, haze, those type of environmental conditions, they could see, still see the airplane touching down, taking off, and seeing the temperature variances on the runway to make it sure that the conditions are safe. Now, are there certain types of... Uh, of these types of optics that are available to civilians and certain kinds that are not? Uh, everything we manufacture is available to civilians. Okay. Um, I know that f to a certain degree, with some certainty, that all um, cool, uh, uncooled 
portable systems because what Pete was talking about are cool, uh, cooled systems are very large big, yeah. and uh, demand a lot of power to cry cryo cool those systems to get that long range. With um, uncooled systems, the microbolometer, they're much smaller. You don't need to have a cooling process um, to to have the system work properly, right? And you still get a great image, but you don't get as far of a range, right? You're not going to get two miles or something with a, with an uncooled system. But this year, uh, we've wa we're launching the Thor 5 XD that uh, with the first commercially available, you know, affordable 1280 by 1024 resolution thermal sensor. Wow. Which is going to retail for about $5,500. Now, are your customers largely, are they hunters? Pete just smiled. Uh, <laughs> I can't know, believe yeah. that. No, you're going to, I can tell <laughs> you already, you're, awesome. they already so you're cool. selling something to Pete. I mean, you may be selling <laughs> more than so one cool. something to Pete. Oh. Are, are they... Are your customers mostly hunters, or are they people who no, are worried we, about self-defense? Are they actually? It's 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 a it's a mixture. We we cater to uh, a cross section of a lot of different customers, from hunters to people that are preppers, um, tactical guys. We work with the government, with law enforcement, the military entities. We work with prime military contractors. So we have a slew of different customers, but you know. There's no but. You know, we have we work with a lot of different well, yeah, uh, sure. customers. Sure. Imagine imagine you're out on the property in Arizona, and you uh, you're you, you're out there, and you've got the the windows or the or the tents open, and you're hanging out, and you hear something coming up the road. Yeah. You can pick this up, take a look, and you can tell is what's coming up the road two footed or four footed. So I can't just put the gun outside the tent outside the tent or the RV anymore and just keep pressing the trigger a bunch of times <laughs> and go like this. I'm kidding. I would Probably never not. Do that. Probably not. But you'd be able to tell. You'd be as able to tell is it one buck. person, two person, four person. You can see, you know, you can yeah. see how many people uh, what's going on. You would be able to tell. Oh, look. Uh, I don't see anything behind they they've got this great big giant dark spot behind them. They're wearing backpacks. Right? You'd be able to see all sorts of... Or uh, maybe a weapon. If it, you could probably right. see a weapon outline because it's cooler than the body temperature. Yep. Sometimes you can actually see if somebody's concealed carrying also. Okay, now you bring that up. and I, I Talk about Shacho. The first um, time we came to Shacho, it was really funny because we, obviously we read the instructions that you can't carry a gun in Shacho. Right. So we didn't. And I carry a gun every day everywhere. everywhere sure. Right? So we didn't, none of us, and I here I am with, a, you know, one of the guys was a police officer at the time he just retired at the end of December um, and so he didn't carry because you know he didn't want to get sideways of any of that so then we we get down in the military section of the show and there's a there's a company down there selling uh they sell to the military and they have these incredible FLIR technology mm -hmm. and the big binoculars and they were they were so expensive I was afraid to pick them up because I thought oh my gosh if I drop these I'm going to be out of money for the next rest of the year but I started looking through them, and sure enough, I see the outline of a, of a gun on this guy and the outline of a gun on this guy. And we joking. I walked around talking to Wu, you know, that afterwards because he was the cop, and I'm, I'm, we're laughing. And I said, you got to look through these. And I looked, Mike, you got to look through these. We realized that, yeah, you're not supposed to carry. We were the only people here that weren't carrying guns, it seems, because everybody down in the military section was all carrying. Now I'm going to get Edison. Mark's going to come over here and watch this or listen to it and say, hey, wait a minute, who's carrying? That was years ago, Mark, from NSSF. Probably right. nobody does it anymore. Right. But I, I did. But to, to your to your point, we were able to see the outlines. It's very interesting. Right. So when, when would a, a hunter, for example, 
choose one as opposed to the other? It depends on utility, depending what the game you're hunting or what you're doing. You know, it's very case-by-case -case scenario, right? Because what is applicable to one scenario may not be applicable to another, right? If you're uh, mainly a predator hunter and you hunt at night and um, you, you're looking for hogs or coyotes, thermal is definitely king right now. It's the hottest thing uh, on predator hunting uh, scene. If you're hunting, let's say, uh, deer or elk or some other animals and you want to get uh, see the recognizable detail much more better i would suggest something like a digital day night system where you could use a day and night now obviously you can't hunt deer because you just mentioned that but i mean at night were, right but night. during the daytime during legal during hours day, yeah. some states allow using electropics right. again you should always check with your local state regs right. and your local game warden because it very very varies from state to state right and if you're going if you're looking at any distance Without a giant IR illuminator, if you're looking at any distance on a on a night with a full moon, you're 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 going to be all set with with uh, night vision. It, with night vision. But uh, when that moon goes away, yeah. uh, the only thing that's going to reach out there and let you see it is is going to be IR. Right. Okay. So I want to make wow. sure I understand. So you're talking about an IR illuminator, it's kind of like a flashlight that only shines. It's an invisible light to humans and animals. But, uh, but it's visible to the system, so yes. it, it helps provide light that the system can see. Correct. That's cool. I'm just trying to put things in, in, knuck, in knuckleheads language no, over no, here. No, no. That's good is, questions. Is there an optic that does both? A fusion point? systems uh, tend to be very expensive, and, um, yeah, there, there are systems like that. There are. Yeah. See, but if, if they were to take his, his the, the best of their be this their, big around uh, and that long probably or something. No, no, no. It would be this big around. This big around and this long and this <laughs> long. <laughs> and this long. That's exactly right. Right. Wow. Cool stuff. You do some very interesting and cool stuff. Thank now these you. are for us, right? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. No. Sure. But thank you very much. I do appreciate it. that's funny. The, uh, tell uh, what's the difference? This one is this is a digital day night system. Uh, this is a thermal system. It's a small lightweight thermal system. It's, like, yeah. it's a very basic entry-level system, so it doesn't have like ballistic calculator or different profiles like this system has. So this system, besides having an integrated laser rangefinder that talks to the integrated ballistic calculator, which will, once you laser ping, it tells the information, and you have a, so you could do like six different profiles for different caliber weapons and wow. change them to different weapons. Yeah. Once you laser ping, uh, it gives you a shooting solution to your laser, uh, to your laser, uh, ballistic calculator instantaneously, and your POI shifts, so no, you don't have to do a holdover within the optic. Within the optic, that's the that's the beauty of, of not digital. having uh, yeah. not having an etched reticle. Right, is he's his engineers are are giving you the reticle, and if they need to move the reticle in order to compensate compensate for range then they just move the reticle right so i might actually hit the target you know nick can tell you that i when i go shooting i always hit something better than it nothing. may not be the target better than <laughs> nothing. might be the, might be the firm the behind <laughs> it but i always hit something but this might actually yeah. hit, help me hit what i'm trying to hit wow what that's amazing that is you really point really, out the rolls royce of <laughs> yeah i'm telling you that is really amazing wow that's awesome but you know it's okay so it's really not when you're looking through you're not looking at a, through the op, you're actually looking at a screen, at a, screen. A, a small digital OLED small screen, digital screen yeah. which is high resolution <laughs> and you know it's like it's almost as look depending on the system but it, you know like the 4K system it's almost like looking through like a regular glass 
Exactly. That's amazing. Wow. You know, you know, you know what I love about being completely ignorant? I get to ask all the stupid questions and people don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> you just make you me look good. That's all. I did. You, you, know, you look great. I gotta tell you, you look great. One of the great things of, of, of scopes like this, and one of the reasons why I've gotten so interested in them, especially of late, is you look at a, at a scope and you don't get your eye directly into, uh, directly in behind, and you, all of a sudden you start you start getting those halos in the in the in the in the black areas, and you. You're spending more time adjusting your head because you could you didn't shoulder the rifle correctly or whatever the case may be. You don't have that with this. No. You don't have the you don't have any of the magnification problems with this, and and you guys have far more flexibility when it comes to uh, uh, adjustability. You can say, well, you know, this may be a a 30 MOA, but I've got to go to a 34 millimeter tube on an optic to get more than 30 up and down. You guys don't have those problems. Oh, no, no. Like our, you know, to, uh, for reticle adjustments, like 270 clicks up and down, to left and right. It's, it's crazy stuff. <laughs> That's insane. And actually, actually our systems have, <laughs> wow. a, and I'll give you a kicker. Our yeah, systems please. have a one shot zero. And um, before you spit the water out, um, what that does is you take a shot, you have basically two overlaying reticles, right? You keep uh, one reticle at the uh, the center of the target. Yeah. The other reticle, you adjust with the buttons, move it to where you t took your first shot. You click save, and you're zeroed. You seriously? Have, seriously. Yeah. You don't have to waste ammo. You don't have to cool? click stuff and mess around, and uh, keep looking at your spotting scope. You know was, how many clicks do I need to do? I was a left two and a right. Boxes down to, and, and three That's to the right. That's insane. Yeah. I love that. That's amazing. That, that is often? amazing. Wow. And, yes, I would have spit the water out. I'm <laughs> glad you stopped me. Oh, my goodness. So if you're, if you're taking the normal scope off, if you go with an infrared and, and not a day-night, if you went with an infrared and you take your scope off uh, because you've been hunting pigs all day and you put the eye on to go hunt the pigs at, at night, you just take one, one quick shot before you, before you head out confirm your zero or reset your zero and you're done for the rest of the night and you can take the scopes on and off all you want and he, you still don't have he and problem. i are making the same that's face a, that's wild isn't that cool that's really cool that is just amazing okay so now okay well, now now it's a must have it's a must have yes uh, I'll i think put it, I, i've studied i've studied I just too texted, much about you guys. i texted oh, my wife <laughs> and i got <laughs> another <laughs> thing on the list well it's a must have except i'm in the wrong business i gotta obviously okay uh. so here's the here's the now I'm going to get into the, the legal political question. I hate to do it, but I'm going to. I, I know there's got to be politicians out there who are vilifying these things and trying to make it impossible for civilians to have. It's got to be happening. Are oh, you, well, so you don't need an FFL to buy one uh, or no, a, I, but, a license, not a gun. No, it's I understand. But are there are there states that are trying to? Out, wait, right now we got states trying to outlaw armor. That's for true. That's true. California actually doesn't allow. Um, hunting big game with uh, electro-optics uh, that emit an, um, Even an IR light, like a, an active light. And it's questionable if thermal's legal in California either because it's an electronic scope. They really did a great job of writing an asinine uh, code that is so confusing i can't even tell it apart that's what we do best in california <laughs> I know. Yeah, they, and they do it and they do it confusing with, and asinine they right? do that's it repe repeatedly <laughs> and often yes, yeah that's, that's right. crazy well we're good at it why not <laughs> yeah are there other states like that um 
There are states that don't allow using electro-optics to hunt. Um, there's been a lot of advocacy to change the regs on the books. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's very, very varies state by state. I don't know every state laws by heart, but, uh, you know, it, it's, it's one of those things that people want want to use this technology to be more ethical hunters because they can do so much more. And actually, um, if you're like hunting a deer, you can, you know, have a timestamp and see, show a game where you're within legal hunting time, you know, because you have an actual record of uh, your, you taking the shot, you know, and the video to prove it, and you have a timestamp on there as well. So I don't really understand why they'd be opposed to that. I know the whole fair chase and all that stuff, but it doesn't change anything, honestly. Uh, you know what I see in it, too, is you mentioned being an ethical hunter. I like to be able to, I like the idea of being able to look back at the video later and going, what, what happened when, that, when I made that shot? Right. Where, what, you know, because then I can, anytime you, you can go back and review your performance on something, you have an opportunity to improve it. Whereas if it's something that is only in your memory, you have to remember what did I do, how did I do it, what was I... So I love the idea of reviewing a video afterwards as a hunter and trying to improve so that I'm not making unethical shots. I'm not wounding an animal and have... One, I don't want to have to walk three quarters of a mile to go find it, but right. at the same time, I also don't want to do inappropriately or for no other reason than I'm not really doing a very good job have this animal suffer for the next half an hour, 45 minutes while I'm trying to find it. Sure. So I love the fact that, that uh, that's just marvelous. And then as where the hogs are concerned, the truth is hogs are feral and they are a pest and they, they destroy a lot of property. And of course they're largely nocturnal and they get out. You know, so without this kind of tool, putting an end to that and having them not destroy property like crazy is would be very, very difficult. What a marvelous, what an absolutely marvelous tool. We were talking about it earlier, and, and, and they, we may have skipped over it but, <clears throat> uh, too fast, but think about this from the instructor's standpoint. There's Wi-Fi built into that. Right. And you can watch it on your phone. You can watch it on your iPad. You can broadcast it up on a big screen TV. You trip. could be at SoFi Stadium watching the whole thing there and see exactly what the shooter sees in real time. Isn't that a trip? Imagine man. that wow. as, a, as an instructor being able to see that. Oh, that would be huge. I mean, I own a training company. That would be absolutely huge. And if you I mean, if I, you slow mo, if you slow down the video when you replace uh, replay it. If they're yanking the trigger and you see a little see down it. left you're before the bang, before you're, the recoil, you're going to see it. it, and then you'll see the recoil, and you'll see how how far off they're getting on the recoil. And you, okay, look, you need to tuck this in a little tighter. You need to work on this. You need to work on this. You need to work on your recoil management. Uh, whatever the case may Breathing, be. Breathing, yeah. squeezing the trigger correctly. Yeah. Every, every one of the fundamentals. Okay, so when, you, when we talked yesterday, and he was all interested in doing this, which thank you very much. Once again, producer, producer Pete producer comes Pete. up with a great idea that I thought, okay, I don't know how interesting Look, this interview is going to be. I get one of them every couple months. Come you on. You get <laughs> one about every three hours, I think. <laughs> So we're, you and I, are ta I mean, we're just chatting yesterday, and I'm thinking to myself, well, I don't know what we're going to talk about too much. He's going to bring in scopes that let you see at night. I mean, what? I'm, like I said, I was never a veteran. So how does that apply to me as just your average American gun owner? But the technology is so 
Astounding. You know, it's, okay, so we just bought my wife a brand new car, and she's been calling me the last couple of days and texting me, hey, my car does, <laughs> right, because we bought her a top-of-the-line car, right. and it does all kinds of cool. We, we rented a Tesla, and we, every time we get in this thing, we're astounded by something it does that we didn't realize it does. Right. And I think this is the same kind of thing. I suspect I could sit there and fiddle with that for a month and a half and discover something new that I didn't know it did because who reads the manual? I mean, let's be honest. I write the manual, so I have to read it. Yeah, well, you have to read it. No, this is great, great stuff. I apologize. I think we've run kind of out of time, so I want to give everybody last. Uh, Nick, you want to do last word? Go. Last word. Well, one, I really love the design. It looks super slick. You know, I always think about, like, you know, you see the video games of, like, what the thermal looks. It's got this weird big box on it, and you're kind of like, I don't know. But that just looks slick, I, and it's and it's it's just really sleek. It's a really sleek scope, and honestly, from what it has, I, I'm looking at a Rolls-Royce of scopes right here, which is yeah, fantastic. You got a great product, and I literally just texted my wife and said, hey, you're going to have to set some money aside. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> and, of so. course, she's home with the baby. Wait, what? <laughs> All right, Pete, last word, go. Uh, I have to text my wife and tell her that our 401K took a mysterious hit in the stock market. Took a five or ten grand hit. (laughs) I I think the product is, again, the tech in me loves the concept. Uh, The shooter in me, I see everything that you're doing. I see where this can go in the the future. Um, I see the potential. You could go out to, if you wanted to, 100 magnification. Things things that are just beyond stupid, stupid crazy, beyond comprehension, yeah. and really beyond realism in a in an optical scope. You guys could do that and and could make it happen. And is and every six months as the new sensors come out, I mean, you guys are we're just only limited by the technology that's available in the marketplace. Yeah, and and every eighteen months is doubling. So well, you know, you know as I've said many times, I got a buddy who's a computer. Uh, guru and he always says there's two kinds of technology experimental and obsolete so the minute it hits minutes it's available it's already obsolete because somebody's experimenting with something that's a little bit better it's just really it's true but uh, for, for for our industry it's, the life cycles are, are a bit longer because right. you know a lot of testing goes into it you have to make sure that the the scopes with you know can withstand the recoil that it's a good quality product. You yeah. know, people are investing in their hard-earned money, and you know, we we want to be do right by the consumer, right? We want them to have a long-lasting product that they enjoy, and can go out in the outdoors and do what they love. And I think we've talked about the value of these uh, quite a bit, but I want to give you a last word now, um, and I'll let you say whatever you want, obviously. But I think there's a lot of folks out there like me who've been shooting. I've been shooting since I was five, been hunting since I was a kid never considered even buying any kind of uh, scope that would help me identify targets at night. Now you've got me. Now I'm going to have to ask my wife and see if I can. You know, I'm like these we're guys, right? We're all asking our wives yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, we're all asking our wives Jeez. right now. So, I'm just hiding it from mine. I'll give you a last words on this. For customers that have never thought about it but might want to and know he's not paying us for this, I'm not a shill, go ahead. Well, if I have to say one thing, uh, I'd like to say that the reason why uh, a new shooter or somebody should consider this is the sheer fact that you can um, capture your moments, your experiences, and retain them for a lifetime. So if you're going on a a a once-in-a-lifetime kind of a hunt and you want to capture that moment, um, seeing that elk or that deer or whatever pig hunting, 
and you could capture that and you could relive that moment because not everybody can has the deep pockets to go hunting uh, you know anywhere around the world or just even locally domestically here right. uh, those mo those experience you know we only live once right uh, yeah. uh, and those experiences are very valuable to us and capturing them from your perspective and having audio and hearing yourself being excited or hearing the nature around you gives you a different perspective because you know like a traditional optic you're in that moment and your memory fades you know us as humans you know as we get older things we, for, we forget <laughs> as right? he looks at me <laughs> as we get older <laughs> myself included, yeah no i know i get it um with a capability of just the sheer fact besides all the fun functions and features that these can do the sheer fact that you could record from that perspective your perspective during the hunt and you can do even cool things like if you mount let's say your trophy you could have a digital picture frame and you could have the video replay you can say you know friends come over i took this you know stag here in montana or whatever where i was and this is the video from it you know you could you could have an actual experience besides just the trophy and you could real, real, relive that moment very very cool one, wow. one, one quick, quick question you mentioned recoil <clears throat> how far have you guys gone with large calibers uh, uh 478 uh 471 h and h and 415 barrett wow that's 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 up there that's that's some recoil <laughs> that's awesome that's great and I think we're out of time. Steve, thank you very, very much. Thank would you, for you come me. back on the show again? Absolutely. Okay, well, I will make sure that we stay connected, okay? Because okay. I would love to have you guys come back on periodically. Sure. I'd love to have you come on. Appreciate that. You're the star of the show. <laughs> All right, thanks, man. Thank you. Thanks, Steve. Thank you very much for listening to the entire interview. I'm very, very grateful that you did. We have a few more of these, and I'll be posting them oh, probably a couple of times a week until we run out. And then from now on, I know I've mentioned this once. I'll probably mention it again. From now on, I will be posting any interviews that I do on Gun Guy TV. I'll post as a podcast, audio only, so that you can listen to them in your car or whatever. It's just a little easier to consume some of those this way because they're quite long sometimes. So look for those as well. In addition to the normal podcasts we do around the 5th and the 20th uh, with Pete and Sam Paredes, and Rick Travis. Have a great week. Thank you so much for listening. And wherever you go, whatever you do, stay safe. You've been listening to the Gun Guy TV podcast.